Almost 30,000 ethnic Armenians have fled Nagorno-Karabakh. That's about a quarter of the population of the enclave, with, which Azerbaijan seized last week. Azerbaijan says residents in the area will be safe, but Armenia's prime minister says that ethnic cleansing is taking place. Let's get more on this from uh, our correspondent Olga Ivshina now. Um, Olga, can you tell us more about the people who are trying to leave the enclave? There's one very long, narrow road, I understand. What challenges might those people face in trying to get across the border into Armenia? Well, first of all, we need to remember that total majority of these people are exhausted both mentally and physically, uh, because nine months before, uh, for the for the past uh, nine months, uh, they, they they were living in a de facto blockade. As you rightly said, the Nagorno-Karabakh region uh, was connected to uh, Armenia uh, with a one narrow road. From the international point of view, Karabakh is the territory of uh, Azerbaijan. This was contested by uh, Karabakh Armenians uh, for the the past 30 years at least uh, but yeah for the nine for the past nine months the road was controlled by the Azeri forces so uh, people in Stepanakert and, and, and other cities and towns were getting really scarce food supply medicine supplies and since the start of the recent hostilities since the start of the Azeri's flashlight offensive the situation even worsened because more people were injured uh, how and uh, yes Azerbaijan has provided security guarantees for all civilians uh, staying in Nagorno-Karabakh but this is a, a very painful and bloody conflict uh, which have been going on for three decades and of course there is a very there is a serious lack of mutual tr trust that's why Karabakh Armenians most of them have chosen to leave and uh, Azerbaijan has opened the checkpoint so we now see the steady stream of cars and buses which is uh, and the traffic jam is so big that it can even be seen from the space people mm -hmm. here in in uh, Azerbaijan's capital of Baku say that in 1992 they have faced similar troubles when uh, Azeri population uh, had to flee Karabakh during the first Karabakh war. You mentioned the security guarantees that are that are apparently in place in the region. However, we've heard reports from Armenia's prime minister that ethnic cleansing is apparently already taking place. Have you heard any more to support this idea? Uh, well, I think we have to be very careful with the wording here. But yes, I'm in uh, close. I'm in constant contact with the people who are currently uh, still trapped in the Stepanakert. That's the uh, town in Nagorno-Karabakh, which Karabakh Armenians consider their capital. Uh, they, uh, some of them say that they have witnessed people being killed. Uh, it's still a lot of confusion, a lot of panic, and uh, people there. Uh, they they did they, they have electricity for many days. Uh, the cell phone communication is is still not stable so uh, only only some messages are getting through uh, Azerbaijan side uh, denies uh, that they were deliberately targeting civilian population but yeah as, as I was said both sides have been accusing each other of war crimes for the past 30 years and Olga what what role is is Russia playing in this region at the moment 
Uh, Russian peacekeepers are present on the ground. They, uh, they are currently acting as uh, mediators. Uh, they are present in Stepanakert, uh, assisting um, Karabakh Armenians' population on the ground. They are also communicating with the Azeri side. Um, so, th th and also, they were actively involved uh, in the recent evacuation attempt uh, just uh, uh, two, days, uh, two days ago. There was a uh, huge uh, explosion at the gas station at Stepanakert, and uh, over 200 people were injured. 68 people uh, are confirmed dead. And because of the blockade, because of the scarce medicine supplies, some of them were evacuated. Uh, and the Azeri military was facilitating. Uh, they allowed the airlift to the Armenian territory uh, with the Armenian and Russian peacekeeping helicopters. But of course, the involvement of Russia has significantly uh, declined since, uh, since the start of the Russia's invasion into Ukraine. Olga, I understand you've been speaking to Azerbaijan's special envoy to the president. Can you give us a little bit about that interview? Uh, yes, we have spoken, and, and uh, one of the most important questions I asked him was whether uh, whether these checkpoints, which allow Karabakh Armenians to enter Armenia, or, and they are controlled by the Azeri side, whether these checkpo checkpoints would be open, uh, for, will, will still be open, and he confirmed that. And I also asked about casualties because uh, today Azerbaijan has uh, released that they have lost 192 uh, military service personnel. Uh, Armenian side has confirmed at least 200 people killed. So it's a sufficient loss of life on both sides. And I asked uh, Special Envoy what he thinks about that. We tried to make uh, our best in order not to uh, have any collateral civilian damages during this uh, operation, which actually lasted like a lightning. It was less than one day and it was a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, it was like a surgeon precision type of uh, uh, action, which uh, addressed or tried to neutralize uh, the legitimate military targets, that is the outposts of uh, Armenian armed forces uh, inside the Karabakh region of Azerbaijan. And uh, the, uh, uh, the speed with which it was uh, achieved and also the number of casualties among the civilian uh, residents in Karabakh, which we of course regret, but the numbers are uh, dismal if you compare this to any similar other situations. So that shows that uh, it was our intention to have this action last as uh, uh, shortly as possible. And then, of course, uh, by uh, doing so to, uh, to convince the other side that there is no way uh, that this continued illegal presence and this uh, fake state structures could continue to uh, exist in the sovereign Azerbaijani territory. Olga, really good to have you on the story for us. Thank you very much, Olga Ivshina, speaking to us from Azerbaijan's capital, Baku.